have to put them in the credits, actually, in background noise. Uh, you know, the first time we do it, like, outside of here, we're going to have to address it. And just be like, you know, something's missing from the show. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, let's fucking do it, man. Hey, we are Fantasy on Draft. Welcome to episode numero 10. I am NMFL with my co-host, Miyagi Poka. What is up, man? I love that energy. You came in hot and heavy there, dude. Man, it's a great day today. <laughs> love it. Love it. We are talking about what happened in week nine. It was it was weird. Yeah, it just brought the mood deck back down. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, all the good teams lost. All the bad teams won. And my beloved 49ers are a bad team playing a good team, except the good team was all hurt, making them a worse team, so they beat my team. Yeah. They lot to follow, way. but the Niners are bad. They couldn't even follow the bad team's win, you know. Couldn't even lose line. right, yeah. I don't know. Maybe daylight savings messed everyone up. It I was, think that's what it was. It was a weird week. Uh, today's episode, we're going to get into week nine. We'll get into some news and injuries around the NFL. Maybe some regrettable decisions or people that just sucked for us. Our six-pack of the week will be... Um, oh, I don't even remember what our six-pack is. It's going to be like gonna, a nostalgia. We're going to yeah, have like our, our favorite... some memories, yeah, right? Yeah, some of our most memorable moments of fantasy. Not, yeah. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but some memorable stuff. And then we'll get into the drunk trade of the week and we'll have some fun. But let's start off with our beer of the day. We are drinking Berryessa Double Tap. Miyagi, what do you tell us about this beer? Yeah, yeah. I uh, couldn't wait to drink it first uh, while we're reading this off, so I already drank most of mine because I love this beer. So it's a, it's a double IPA. It's a West Coast IPA, so it's going to be nice and bitter and floral, uh, nice and citrusy. Um, comes in at 8.5%. Uh, Berryessa is... A, an awesome brewery, all of their beers that they make are celiac safe. They use a clarity firm and it digests all of the gluten out of beer. So if you're looking for a dietary gluten reduction alternative to just drinking ciders or seltzers, nice. um, you can actually have good tasting beer now where up until five years ago they would use sorghum and rice and it would taste like fucking gym socks and shit. Yeah, I so, remember some of those. I had a buddy that oh, they were so bad. just drank the worst and I tried them and they were oh, awful. They were really bad. They were really bad. Like, not being able to eat bread wasn't torture enough. The only beer you could drink was just straight shit. So, um, cheers to Berryessa. Their uh, social media is at berryessa.com. I suggest going there and checking out their story. It's kind of a cool reason why he makes uh, celiac safe beers. And um, I, I, I dig this beer. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it comes in at 8.5% ABV. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it or not. It's a double IPA. Yeah. Um, you miss nothing with the clarity. I mean, there's no change no. in it. It's a great IPA. Everything is great. You know, orange, grapefruit, mango. Nice and bitter. It's a West Coast, so it really gives the punch that I like. Um, yeah, definitely a great beer. I highly recommend it. If you see this, you know, up in Northern California, you can you can see it around in different places. It even comes in cans. Yeah, they have cans of almost uh, all their lineup now. Yeah, yeah some really great stuff. Um, so yeah, if you you know, and Berryessa's in Winters, yes, California, yeah. kind of out in the boonies a little bit, but just a beautiful. I was went to the brewery a couple uh, year ago and had a great time it was great yeah it's a rad spot and yeah the the clarity firm doesn't shine through at all like the, uh, actually a lot of breweries use it but they don't advertise it because lawyers ruin everything and if they advertise it as celiac safe and something fucking happens uh they could be liable for a lawsuit so um ask around if if you're looking for gluten reduced beers you can ask um 
I guess not everybody has access to beer reps like we do, but um, you know, you can Google breweries that use Clarity Firm, and you should get a nice, healthy list of them. I think sometimes too, people will just come in and order a cider; yeah. they won't even ask. Yeah, you know, and so I think that is a good, good advice. You know, ask. Sometimes your bartenders know different stuff like this. Yeah, because there's a couple other beers that are very notable and around very often that that do that as well so you don't have to just come in order a cider and suffer through it you can actually get some some good ipas oh yeah i'll drink to that i'll drink to that as well cheers we'll get into some news and notes for the week uh i just put this in here real quick because it made me laugh uh i was watching the bears steelers game and it came down to the last play of the game and it was either a Hail Mary or a 65-yard field goal. Uh, Cairo Santos lined up for a 65-yarder and missed it just off the crossbar. <laughs> That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. That's what the announcer said. You know, the announcers basically said he needed another foot yep. on it. And I came in the next day and talked to you about it, and you're like, no, 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 man, he missed it by like 10 yards. I'm like, no, it was, it was, it was right there. It was, it was off the, the crossbar. And he says, no, man, I saw another angle, barely made the end zone. And uh, I finally saw that clip, Yeah, and it was so bad. <laughs> it, was, it was not even close. Yeah, I was watching it too, and I thought the same thing. I was like, damn, he almost made it. And then, you know, I was like, what a stretch, because his career long before that was 55 yards. So, like... That's, that's a very significant increase. And I was like, dude, I can't believe he was that close. <laughs> and then it, like a couple minutes later in the broadcast, it shows, it shows it. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's not even close. Yeah, I saw or I was listening to something. I don't know who it was exactly. But they were saying like his, his long in practice is like 60 yards. Yeah. Like that's, that was a stretch. Yeah. So go for the Hail Mary. Dude, you, you got to go for I mean, it. Hail Mary has such a, a low completion percentage but it has to be higher than (laughs) kicking it to the front of the end zone has to be higher than zero because you know there's chances of making that were zero like were you (laughs) hoping he was just going to get some boost of strength blessed to him from the heavens for this magical moment like no he he has a limitation like you should know that as a coach (laughs) as a coach for sure you're going to see him every day at practice uh not so fun nick chubb tested positive for covid he is vaccinated, so he just needs two negative tests uh, with 24 hours in between. But it does sound like he's kind of running out of time. Um, he hasn't yet had his, his negative test, his first one yet. He'll need another. So he basically has to, Saturday morning, he has to get a negative, and then he'd have to get a negative Sunday morning. But I would say get your Dearness Johnson ready um, yeah. just in case. I think he's probably probably still rostered in a lot of leagues yeah. from his big game a couple weeks ago um, but if not grab him if you do have him get ready to play him yeah and Kareem Hunt won't be coming back early right yeah, it, it, it did say he was eligible to start yeah, his three-week his window but he's not, not yeah. he's not ready which to, is a smart do move it. don't rush him back Odell Beckham Jr. was released by the Browns Fuck yeah. he made his way through waivers with nobody claiming him so he's a free agent Last I heard, uh, talking to Seattle, Green Bay, the Saints, and the Patriots, but we haven't heard any news. I didn't hear anything this morning. Did you? Um, I, not nothing new this morning. But the last I heard is uh, he he wants to pick the team he wants to play for, which is you can do that as a free agent. Um, and he really wants to play with the Packers, and the Packers are like sure, but you, you get the veteran minimum. Like they're not going to give him a big contract, and he uh, I guess told them he wants a multi-year contract. And uh, so I don't 
I don't know where the middle point of that is. I don't know if they're going to reach it. I just, I just want. I want Odell to go away, man. He's yeah, such a pain too. in the ass. Like, it's kind of a bummer that he was a pain in the ass, and now he gets to choose his team. Yeah. And, he needs to, you know, he has to go somewhere where a quarterback's going to Tom Brady his ass, and he's going to exactly. become an Antonio Brown, yeah. or it's not yeah. going to work. So yeah, like, I don't necessarily know, you know, yeah, where that's going to go. You're not going to come here, and we're not going to change the name to the Green Bay Odell Beckhams. Right. Like, you're not the franchise anymore. Like, you had it, had that potential like five six years ago in New York, and your your attitude and approach to the game screwed it up. So yeah. like you you have to realize at this point in your career that you're not that guy. Um, breaking news actually just came in this second, but Cam Newton uh, just signed with Carolina. He did. Yeah, just came in right now. One year oh, deal. Shit. Gonna be wearing the number one again. I think it said. So. You know. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. That is um. Live reaction, I, I, I fucking like it, man. I think so, too. Uh, I think that he can bring some life to that. The fans will love him. The, fans, mean, will, the, the fans will celebrate people him will, People will get behind him. He, he knows the building. He knows he built the building. I mean, so, you know, I think, I think it'll be good for him to get back there, and I think it could be successful. Yeah, you know what else he knows? To get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey and hopefully DJ Moore. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID last week. What a mess. Uh, he is unvaccinated, so has to miss at least 10 days and have no sim- symptoms. Um, so the earliest he can come back would be Saturday, um, but we won't really know until then. Uh, basically, he has to have no symptoms, test negative on Saturday, then he can play on Sunday. Um, great start if he plays. Um, yeah. But if not, um, you know, be looking to pivot to look, go somewhere else because that's one we, we and, don't know. And all of your, your Packers offensive players, too, which sucks because, like, I love Aaron Jones. I love Devontae Adams. But with Jordan Love uh, running that offense, it was not something to get excited about. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, and like you said, it was kind of a mess the way it all went down. It does sound like he came out and kind of – cop to some of the things that he had said and apologized for a couple things that he had misled people. No, he but. apologized for people that got misled by what he said. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Did you hear it? <laughs> I didn't hear it fully. He, he was just, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry if what I said offended you, or I'm sorry if you got offended by what I said, where it's like kind of a backhanded apology. Yeah. It, okay. was, it, it was something along those lines. It didn't, he didn't come off great. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Some injuries for the week. Uh, we'll just get through these pretty quick. James Robinson is still out with a heel injury. He hasn't practiced yet this week. There is optimism that he plays, but he'll need to practice first. We'll see how that goes. Zeke Elliott, uh, he has a knee injury. He is expected to play. He actually got the injury, missed a couple of plays, and then finished the game last week. So hopefully he's good to go. This is kind of a weird one. Uh, Alvin Kamara popped up with a knee sprain. Yeah. Uh, missed practice yesterday, and the Saints worked out a few guys. They worked out uh, three or four guys. Any, anybody notable for you? Um, they had this one guy. He came out and tried out, and his name is Carrion Johnson. I've heard of that guy. And unfortunately, they, they didn't sign him. And I need to just pause that we're in the injury section here for a minute and just what do I do with that guy how I have him in like six leagues guys and he sits just on my bench staring at me and he hasn't been on a team in months I mean he's even probably telling you to drop him at this point and and he's 
gone to like three or four tryouts, hasn't been signed. Well, the Niners signed him yeah. and then cut him. Yeah, yeah. Now he's been to a couple more. Right. But what do I do when I cut him and then he signs and then he's good, decent, okay, plays? Well, I don't think you have to worry about that second part. <laughs> I think if he gets signed, you'll be like, oh, man, maybe he'll be, and that other part will never happen. You know, I understand that there's hits and misses in an NFL <laughs> draft all the time. We talk about it all the time, oh, yeah. especially playing Dynasty. You know, you get guys and you draft them. But he was good when he, he played. No, he was good. That's, like, he wasn't just good in college, and then they were like, oh, man, this didn't translate, which happens all the time. Oh, yeah. He was a good running back. And he was good on a shitty team. A real shitty team. So I don't know why that can't translate. I think there, that what happens is the NFL gets a stigma on players where they, they, they see, like, um, a number one quarterback, for example, and they see him start somewhere and he sucks for that team, even though that team can be a mess, the organization can be a mess, he can have no skill players, the, coaching, the quarterback coaching can be horrible, and then um, he's cut, and then nobody ever thinks of that player as a starter again, even though they're immensely talented coming out of college, um, they're smart, and they can handle like reading defenses and everything like that, but that is a hard thing to shake. So, the injuries that he was playing through in Detroit and kind of had him looking a, a certain way towards the end of the run there, even though he had some great explosive weeks, months in a row, actually. Um, nobody gives a shit about that. They just think, like, oh, he couldn't make it on Detroit. He's not a starter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it hurts my heart. I'll probably wait until he actually retires before I drop him off my, my dynasty team. I'm going to buy you a carry-on jersey. I'll rock it. Okay. I'll get you a Niners one. Back to the injuries. <laughs> Sorry for that little timeout. DeAndre Hopkins has a hamstring injury. He missed last week. He's also missed practice this week. Still up in the air if he plays, but it doesn't sound like it's trending that way. Yeah, it's rough because um, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. And, and I, I – just traded for him from yes, you, actually. You I traded for him for a playoff run, so I don't necessarily need him right now, but what I do need is him at 100%, and everybody should be hopeful that he's waiting to come back at 100%, because they don't need him to win right now. They just showed it against um, your beloved Niners. So. Well, it was against my Niners. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah I, would, uh, I would I would encourage them to, to, to let him fully heal up before. Especially with a hamstring. Yeah. That's one that pops back oh, up yeah. so often. Yeah. Let him get fully healthy. Yeah. Russell Wilson, one of the best healers of our time, was cleared to play. Um, had the finger injury, couldn't grip the ball, had the surgery, and apparently he's, he's supposed to be good to go. It's not 100% that he starts this week, but it's definitely going that route. And uh, if he does play, he's a must-start. Yeah, he's starting this week, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he's eligible, you know. I mean, he was even, like, heal running. That well. He's, yeah, he's historically one of the great healers of of our time yeah, for of sure. our time maybe of all time maybe according to coach carroll <laughs> kyler murray he missed last week with the ankle sprain uh, as miyagi said that didn't matter they still beat the niners um but he's looking good to go yeah he's a must start if healthy as well and uh it sounds like he he's trending that way but do pay attention just in case yeah i hope it's not like last year um where he started out the year lighting the nfl on fire 
got an injury and then just kind of, I guess, limped is a dick way to put it, but like limped his way to the finish line um, because he was forcing himself to start when he wasn't all the way ready. I, I, I hope we we're getting the whole Kyler Murray experience. Yeah, I hope so too. I do think last year there was a shoulder which cut his throwing down a bit, and then also he didn't want to hurt it again for the running. I feel like he's a good enough passer that even if his ankle's a little sore and he cuts down his running, his passing can still carry him to be a top quarterback. Yeah, but watching it, like a, a huge amount of his ability is scrambling out yeah, of the pocket yeah, so sure. he can make plays happen like that. And, and I'd hate to see him just be an immobile quarterback. Did something just die? I think so. I'm going to pause. <laughs> Okay, let's get into some questions from the bar. We had a couple people reach out on our Facebook page and had a couple questions for us. So we're going to get into those and we're going to answer them to the best of our abilities. Uh, first question, do you think that holding on to Derrick Henry for the rest of the year will pay off come playoff time? So um, it's an easy answer if you have an IR spot. Obviously, you hold on to him. Um, I with, with the timeline that they gave, uh, what was it, six to eight weeks, and it was a couple weeks ago when that happened, he could come back for your either second round of the playoffs or your championship game, and that is definitely something you want to have. Um, and if you have an IR spot, you can stash him there. If you don't have an IR spot, um, I would still try to find a way to hold on to him unless you absolutely had to. Say you're getting hit by a crazy hard bye week and you have no choice but to try to drop him um, but then the next week, I would also try to pick him up off of waivers again, if, if, even if I had to drop a bunch of fab on it. I, that's somebody you want on your team for a playoff run, for sure. Yeah, I think until there's definitive information that says he's definitely out for the rest of the year, I agree with that 100%, especially, like you said, if you have an IR spot, throw him on there, just go. If not, I would do the same. I would eat the space on my roster until the last possible chance I mean and if it came down to I had so many buys and I couldn't you know field a full roster then I would drop him but until that moment yeah I'm gonna hang on to him he is a beast he's proven time and time again I mean he played the end of the game with the foot injury yeah so he's proven that he can play through pain and He's also the type of guy that when he does come back, they're gonna plug and play him. Oh yeah, they're like, not gonna. They're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna snap count him and give him twenty percent one week. And no, when he's back, he will play. So I, I agree. Hang on to him yeah. as much as you can. If somebody if you, gets used that much, you can't not have him on your team. Same with if somebody else does drop him in oh, your league, I would spend fab. I would pick him up yeah. to the to the best I can. If you're in a super shallow league, I know a guy who his league has roster you can only have three wide receivers on your team you can only have three running backs in that instance you have to drop the guy but other than that i would definitely keep him um same question for kareem hunt do you think he's worth hanging on to Absol right now yeah absolutely he's he's already eligible to come off ir um they they're still not going to start him for probably another couple weeks but a player like kareem hunt yeah absolutely hold on to that player um it, I think it was your uh, shocking stat what, last week or the week before where even where he's sharing time with, with Chubb, he's getting 11 touchdowns and 1,100 yards. Yeah, like, exactly. that's, and he's catching the reception. So if it's a half-point PPR especially, he's a, he's a top 24 running back easily. So, And, yeah, and I don't think he falls in the same boat because Derrick Henry's not going to be back until playoff, you know, fantasy playoff time where, you know, Hunt will be back in the next – 
two, yeah, three two, weeks at yeah. the latest. Yeah, so. Probably two weeks, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Dalvin Cook situation? Um, for those that don't know, Dalvin Cook came out to the NFL and said that he was the victim of domestic violence and he had an ex trying to extort him for money. Uh, a few hours later, uh, she came out and said that she was the victim of domestic violence and that Dalvin Cook beat her up. Um, you know, we, we don't know which side is true. We're not really here to, to make that decision. Both sides are, are wrong. Whichever side does turn out to be true is in the wrong. But for fantasy, what do you, what do you think? What are we doing with Dalvin Cook? Um, well, the way, the way it's looking is with all of it just kind of being he said, she said stuff right now, um, it doesn't sound like he's going to go on the commissioner's exempt list. It doesn't look like the NFL has launched any type of investigation into it yet. And even if they do, it's not going to be resolved by this year. Those normally take quite a while. Um, so as far as this year goes, I say um, – Situation normal with Dalvin Cook as far as fantasy goes. He's still top five running back that you can have on your team. You can put him in your lineup without any uh, question about him getting uh, suspended at all. Um, if you're in a dynasty league, um, anticipating what might happen next year or, or if something does come up from this, yeah, sure, you can try to trade him. Um, but uh, as, far as, as far as it goes right now, it's just... It, situation normal for me yeah it seems a situation like this there's one i forgot to mention that it actually happened this time last year yeah it was a year so ago it was it was in 2020 um also it's uh looks like it's a, a civil situation right now it doesn't look like uh the police are involved looking into it so it does seem like nothing is going to happen right away I mean, the NFL is looking into it. Everybody's looking into it. By the time they, you're right, you know, go through the he said, she said, I think we'll be definitely into next year, possibly even into the middle of next year. So I think keep your Dalvin Cook, keep your Dalvin Cook shares going. Yeah. Um, one last question: What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray moving forward? It's uh, better than moving backwards. Am I right? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Um, he's good to go, right? I mean, he, he may, depending what, if he comes back this week from the ankle injury, but moving forward for the year, I think Kyler is still a top guy. If he plays, you start him. Pretty simple. Yeah, yep, there we go. Those were our questions from the bar for this week. Um, let's get into our some of our decisions that we made this week. You know, a lot of times you the goal is to build a fantasy roster that you can just set it and forget it. You just let it go and, and it sets you up for success. But sometimes you set it and regret it. Uh, anybody you played this week that you weren't happy with? Uh, let me just tell you, man, regrets are for losers. Okay. And after having the balls to start Naeem Hines in several leagues, uh, I tasted no defeat in any of my main <laughs> leagues this week, despite starting Stafford and Allen in a super flex league. I came out victorious. Regret that, Matt Saddy. Ah! <laughs> okay. All right. Congratulations. I did not have such a good week. <laughs> Um, I played Brian Edwards in quite a few places. Oh, shit. Um, you know, the news that he was supposed to get a little more little more run, get a little more balls thrown his way. Nope, out the window. Yeah. He was 0 for 4. 
I played Khalil Herbert. Even though Montgomery was back, I thought Montgomery would be on a bit of a, a pitch count and Herbert would still be included. <laughs> no. No, hell no. Not even a little. Not even a little. I think he had one carry for yeah. three yards. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. I also spent fab dollars to get a defense. I actually put down a couple dollars to get the Ravens defense. <laughs> and the best thing about that is they didn't go negative. They scored me zero. So big fat zero. I had a rough week. I had regret. I'm hoping this week will be a little bit better. We'll see. Moving forward. It can only get better from there, man. <laughs> it was bad. I should knock on wood. <laughs> I'm probably gonna tank this week because I was just so cocky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our question of the week. Do you want to own your handcuffs? Or do you want to own other people's handcuffs? Like like, what kind of handcuffs are we talking about? Sexually. Like the, the, the fuzzy ones or the cop ones? or It's two different experiences. <laughs> sort of the same. What are your thoughts on handcuffs well, in uh, fantasy football? <laughs> okay, in fantasy football, so handcuffs, it, for, for those people that don't know, is um, the proven backup of a positional player. Now, most of the time, it's referred to for running backs. Um, sometimes you can have a handcuff for a quarterback, like their backup, the backup quarterback. Like I just tra um, traded for the handcuff for Josh Allen, which is Trubisky. You know they're going to get the start if your main player gets hurt. Um, so for 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 me with handcuffs, it really depends on the player. Um, but I, if 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 I draft a handcuff, it'll be for somebody like. Um, Dalvin Cook or Saquon, um, now unfortunately CMC, uh, those players with a huge role in their offense and, and they unfortunately have a history of missing time. Um, all running backs miss time, but the, the guys that I named normally a couple weeks, uh, CMC the last couple years, Saquon seems like every year except for his rookie year. Uh, Dalvin Cook, it's just always something for a couple weeks. And uh, it, if you can get a running back that isn't, you know, just a handcuff, uh, but also a startable asset that you can have in a, you know, in a pinch, you can maximize your roster spots that way. Um, so I'm talking to like people like Kareem Hunt or uh, Pollard, Hines, James Conner just did it this last week. Um, where before this week, where he was just, you know, the second running back, he was still getting touchdowns. Like Pollard was running uh, very strong in the beginning of the year. We've already talked about Hunt. Um, Hines, I just talked about gloriously. Um, that way you don't need an injury for them to have usage, but if there is an injury, they move to an RB1 role almost immediately. So um, besides that, I don't, I don't just stash handcuffs for people like, you know, Eckler or Mixon. Um, I was going to say Aaron Jones, but I, I, I think A.J. Dillon, um, he belongs in that other category. He's, he's starting to get more snaps, more touches. Um, he's, it's almost 60-40 with him right now. Um, so he, A.J. Dillon doesn't quite belong there, but, um, you know, people like Justin Jackson for Eckler, um, it, I, don't, I don't waste a roster spot on them. Yeah, for me, I agree. Some of the bigger names, like you were saying, Saquon and CMC and Dalvin Cook, you know, even Tony Pollard, I feel like those guys are handcuffs that, one, I think sometimes can get you a little bit of points in a pinch, even if the starter is going, that, you know, not much, but you can get a little bit. But they are 100% the handcuff. Nothing's going to change. If Zeke gets hurt, Pollard's taking over that job. If Zeke was to get hurt and Pollard was on the waiver wire, the amount of fab you would have to spend to get him would be all through the roof. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Uh, what I like to do is 
if I have one of those main guys, I will try to get their handcuff and have them. But what I what I like to do a lot of times is, especially on leagues that have an IR spot, you know, by the time Friday, Saturday comes around, you're, some players get marked as out for the week. You know, they're not on necessarily an IR, so each week they stay active until game day, then they get marked as out. I like to take a flyer on some of the running backs that if their starter did get hurt, that would probably be their handcuff. So what I'll do a lot of times on Fridays and Saturdays is once my roster's set, move a couple guys to IR for the week, I just go through and I'll just pick up backup running backs. You know, just pick up a guy, you know, say one of the guys from Pittsburgh, just in case Najee got hurt or something, and I'll hang on to them. And they're kind of a lotto ticket where if the starter was to get hurt, I now got them for, you know, free, maybe a dollar, yeah. something like that, and I have them. If the starter doesn't get hurt, I drop them again on Tuesdays and just go on with my day. But it kind of gives you a chance to get ahead a little bit. Uh, I would say 99, not maybe 99 out of 100, but I mean, most of the times it's nothing. You just pick a guy up and he yeah. does absolutely nothing and you drop him again on Tuesday. But instead of just having an empty, empty roster spot, I will usually use it, pick up a backup, you know. Not, you could have got Dearness Johnson. Right, yeah. right. Just pick somebody up, and then, yeah, you know, the starter gets hurt, and now I have Dearness Johnson. I didn't have to pay $42 in right. fab or something like yeah. that. So that's what I do. I like to pick guys up a little bit ahead, see how it goes, and, uh, you know, a lot of times, like I said, you just, you're done with them, and you drop them again when you do your regular pickups on Tuesday, and you're good to go. Yeah, and that's, that's um, some remarkable advice. That's really, really good advice. I... Um, have been known to do that in the past, and it's like, why wouldn't you? You have a free opportunity to just have one more thing that's kind of fun. You know, if if you have IR spots, that's what they're there for, and just go grasp at straws. Who knows? You might right. you might win you might win a jackpot. You might get, um, yeah. Who do we say? Uh, Elijah Mitchell earlier on in right. the year. If you would have right. got him exactly. beforehand, or um, Robinson for the Jags. Like if you could have picked him up, uh, even though it was before the season, but you could have got him like on on waiver wires just by putting somebody on your IR spot. And if it doesn't work, you drop them. It's no big deal. It's something fun to do every week. And when it pays off, you feel like you're super, super smart. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I do. And then, again, if it doesn't work out, drop them on Tuesday for your regular, you know, your regular pickups, and you're good to go. Yeah, fuck them. This week's show is brought to you by Prescribed Burn Hot Sauces. Prescribed Burn is a newer hot sauce maker that has been making some amazing sauces. The owner, Michael, actually smokes the veggies that go into the sauces. Right off their website, it says, At Prescribed Burn Sauces, we bring you unique wood fire roasted and smoked sauces that are balanced in flavor and varying levels of heat. We don't make novelty sauces because we want you to actually enjoy what you're eating. Check them out, www.prescribedburnsauces.com. Okay, let's get into the six-pack of the week. We're going to talk about our biggest fantasy memories from all our years playing. Uh, good memories, bad memories, we'll just take turns. We'll each uh, give a couple memories till we get our six-pack done. Miyagi, start us off. What's your first memory? Yeah, so uh, I remember this one so vividly. So it's, it's not like one of the greatest things that ever happened, but it was incredibly vivid. Um, and it involves Cordell Patterson, who's still playing, but this was years and years and years ago, I believe when he was a rookie. And uh, it, was, um, it was my very first win in my oldest league. 
uh, sort of, that this league is kind of hybrid. Um, when people left, it, it was our original Burgers and Brew League, and then it just got way out of control, and half those people don't work here anymore, and we just have our own league now, and then Burgers and Brew, we still have a league here. Um, but he won me a game at the last minute, and it was a Monday night football game, and Cordell Patterson ran this wild kickoff return, and like it looked like he was down two different times. It was one of his crazy what you expected to see from him coming out of college returns. And I beat Katie Lydon, who, um, nice. you know, it's, it's always good to beat her. She's a, she's a great friend. Actually just got engaged. Congrats to her and Matt. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah. And um, it, it just gave me one more reason to be insufferable as hell all week because we worked together uh, four out of five days a week, I believe, back then. And, and, and I was just such a dick. It was great. And, and even more than the win was just the, the key to be a douchebag. And, and I always look for those in life. So that, I can confirm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. My, How about for you, man? My first memory that I remember pretty vividly also is uh, playing my girlfriend at the time head-to-head and ended up losing the week by uh, .2. Uh, you know, that was the final score. I lost by point two, and I was devastated. And I was trying to look back to figure out how did I lose by point two? Like, what did it take? And it turned out that my quarterback, who I can't remember who it was at the time, but my quarterback uh, team was winning by so much that he kneeled three times, uh, going for negative point three. That's and that is how I lost that game. That's a heartbreaker, man. I, I, I don't know if they do this because of fantasy now or but be, because Tom Brady didn't want to go under a thousand yards rushing for his career. But um, I have noticed some some teams they they'll put the backup in for those kneels I at know. the end. So yeah, they do it for Lamar Jackson a lot, and yeah. I don't know if it has to do with his yards rushing or it not. It has to do but, with you because they felt bad. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. why they're doing it. But yeah, that's that one. That one stings. I've been talking to that about that one for probably, I mean, over ten years. Forever. Yeah, yeah. I've I, yeah. I've heard I've heard about that one quite a few times, and it, it sucks every time I hear it. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. does. Um, for me, man. So like, one of my favorite parts about fantasy football, especially redraft. Like, I love dynasty. Um, Dynasty has stolen my heart, but for years I was just a redraft guy, and um, th- one of the best parts was draft day. We all get together. Oh yeah. Um, we would uh, do various things to figure out draft order. It was almost always the same core group of guys, and um, our buddy Joe Zimmerman. Uh, we were drafting at his house, <laughs> and he wasn't there, um, and uh, he showed up late, and he was trashed. And one of uh, the bets that we'd made earlier on, uh, I think it was last year, is he had to have somebody do up his makeup. Yeah, that was actually a bet him and I. We oh, with you. okay, yeah. perfect. So as we're sitting there drafting, he he shows up late, and Chrissy, who works with us, um, was just you know dolling them all up, looking beautiful, and he was screwing up the draft, um, and. And, like, he still managed to do worse than all of us. And, and the way we decided draft order that year is we um, pounded a six-pack of beer, and the person who finished first got to pick where they drafted. So right. everybody there had just had just taken a six-pack straight to the face. Yeah. So, and he was still by far the drunkest person there. And um, just screwing up the draft, we were having a hoot, just laughing both with him and at him. And uh, that was one of my fa- that was one of my favorite memories there. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that bet was a bet between him and I, and a head to head the year previous. Loser had to get full makeup done, 
and take a picture and make it their Facebook profile. <laughs> That's right. And he had put it off, put it off, put it off, and decided that yeah, the draft was was when he was gonna when he was gonna do it, and it was just great. Yeah, him getting full makeup done yeah. right during the draft, right just in the draft. middle. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You know the the smash a six pack to choose your draft order. That was a good one. That, that was, was a, fun, dude. I still want to rematch. Yeah, I was gonna say we might have to might have to do that one again. That yeah, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, one of my worst <laughs> fantasy memories that I can think of was in my longest running league, um, we draft on Labor Day every year. It's just a given. Uh, it started with a lot of people were working in retail at the time, and Labor Day was a holiday that everybody had off so everybody could get together for draft day. So it's just known Monday of Labor Day, we all get together, we draft, we drink, we get in the pool, we we pay up on bets that are owed for the year. I mean, it's a it's a glorious day. We have people that live out of town who some fly in, some drive in. I mean, it's it's our national holiday for us. I mean, you know, it's you a guys, national holiday for everybody, but I mean, we go all out. And you guys have some wild bets, dude. I love hearing about that. Yeah, guys. yeah. I mean, it was it's some great great stuff and it takes up the whole day and then the families come over and we barbecue afterwards. I mean, we we really do make a day of it. And uh, this particular day, it must have been probably four or five years ago now, uh, I got woken up with a phone call at probably about 5 o'clock in the morning um, from an employee that uh, our restaurant was on fire. Yeah. And um, I had probably been to bed about three hours prior because all those people were in town. I stayed up late drinking. came down to the restaurant and literally somebody had broke in and, and started a fire in our restaurant. The, I mean, fire department was here, police oh. department was here, everybody was here. And I uh, actually, you know, or you were the one that just told me, like, just leave, yeah. go to your draft. Uh, we'll, you know, you guys started cleaning and, yeah. you know, we ended up being closed for a couple of days. It was awful. But... I just remember it so vividly because it was our draft day. Yeah. And uh, I did. I was able to get away, and I drafted. I didn't pay up on any of my bets. Luckily, my league let me push them back a year and everything. But that was – that stands out as such a big memory because it was just awful. And at the yeah. time, I thought so life-changing. I mean, I thought, you know, we were all out of our jobs yeah. and stuff. It yeah, it was pretty turned bad. out to be a lot, a lot better than it could have been. But that's definitely one of my biggest – and one of my worst. Yeah, and I, re- I remember that too, which is weird because I remember leading up to your draft, like you talking about that so much that I actually remember that more than the fire itself. <laughs> like I, I just remember that being like, oh man, fucking Nick, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> like, that sucks. Um, man, you're a downer with yours. Those are two downers. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... Um, for me, I'm going to go positive again, and it's positive for me. It's not positive for everybody. Um, but the, uh, the first week after winning uh, our first inaugural year of our expert dynasty league, um, I, I beat one of my very best friends, Blake, and uh, I beat him handily, which I, I reminded him uh, frequently, like the act of trolling him with trophy pictures around my house all fucking holiday season 
It was incredibly satisfying. I had so much fun doing it. I had so much fun, my kids even got into it. My daughter made a whole video about how bad he sucks. Um, I remember that. <laughs> dude, it was great. Um, it wasn't the first championship I'd won. Humble brag, I know. Um, but it was definitely the funnest. And it, it got my kids kind of interested in fantasy football. They're, they're not in any leagues or anything yet, but we do talk about it a lot. My daughter definitely wants to get into a league. And it was... Um, it was just the funnest. I remember I was I was doing so much trolling. Somebody in our league, I forget who, was like, I don't know if Miyagi winning this is the best thing for our league or the worst thing for our league because it was I was obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that. You were very obnoxious. I'm probably the one that said that. <laughs> and I think looking back, it was probably one of the best things. It's definitely made the the trophy worth more in a way oh, you yeah. know people people want it more and they they want to basically just want to rub it in Miyagi's face so oh, I yeah. think he's now set himself up nine to one like when he won he was just rubbing it in the guy's face that he beat but because of that I think now every time anybody else wins they just want to rub it in Miyagi's I face. hope so man I, I want it to be fun I want it to be like where there's more than just after the season, it's done. Like, talk some shit. I, I love it. It's, it's a hoot. It, I mean, it's what makes fantasy fantasy. I mean, it's, it's a part of that. That's a big deal. Yeah, and especially if you're in a league with all of your friends. Like, you, you should be in a league with friends. Yeah, I mean, Hopefully. definitely Yeah, definitely do ones online or whatever that you don't know people. But once with your friends, like, if, they're, if you can't talk shit to your friends, they're not your friends. So, like, have a hoot. Yeah, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my la my last memory is this was from <laughs> <The best. laughs> so long ago as well. It was the original Burgers and Brew League that we kind of talked about, and I think it was like it might have been my first year in the league. I wasn't even the commissioner at no, the time. Yeah, and um, I remember specifically I was sitting, you know, getting ready to watch football for Thanksgiving. It was the couple days for Thanksgiving break. And I'm looking, just happened to be on there, you know, looking through Thursday games are going on, Thanksgiving games are getting to go on. And I look on the waiver wire, you know, as you do. And uh, David Johnson was sitting on the waiver wire. And I think it was his rookie year or his second year. It was his year. rookie year, yeah. Um, where he, he was going off. Yeah, and he was he was just on on the waiver wire. But the thing is, he wasn't even on waivers. He was eligible to be picked up immediately. Yeah. So, he had, so he'd been on there. He'd been on waivers, there, yeah. cleared waivers. Nobody saw it. I don't know if it was because of the holiday or what. But I picked David Johnson up. I put him on my team, played that week. I won. And then that probably Tuesday, when it was time to start doing waivers again, um, a guy who turns out to be one of our favorite employees of all time's father starts getting on the chat, the league chat, and being like, oh, I, I dropped the wrong guy. Just just fix it. Yeah. And we're like, well, I mean, <laughs> you can't yeah, do that. It sucks yeah. you dropped a guy. And, and I mean, it happens sometimes. You drop the wrong guy yeah. and you reach out to the commissioner and it gets fixed. It and happened it's no yesterday. Deal. Yeah. yeah, right. We just dealt with it. Um, but I, now it's been the guy was dropped, cleared waivers, picked up, used for a week. Yeah. And now the guy's like, yeah, yeah, just put him back on my team. And I was like, well, you, no, you, you can't do that. And when I say the guy lost his mind. Oh, dude, it was the biggest I mean, meltdown. he lost his <laughs> mind. And again, we are all, you know, we all work together and it's, uh, you know, 
I would say we were a younger crowd, yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And this is somebody's father who happened to get in the league as we were missing a guy. <laughs> and just, just threw a tantrum. Like, this was before the name Karen was tainted yeah, with what sure, it is now. But sure. if you could imagine a male Karen playing fantasy football, like, the way he just wanted to talk to the manager and just fucking fix it was, <laughs> like, it was... And then when he didn't get his way, like, just started talking all sorts of shit. And we had so much fun crapping on him back. And I felt bad for Steph. I was like, are we sharing her name? Um, and, uh, like, I was just like, just so you know, like, your pops opened a can of words. She's like, I know. Go, just go ahead. Do it. <laughs> I know what's got to happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, was, I, he was telling us about playing in like a five thousand oh, dollar yeah. league like, this and is how nothing. You our guys league are is nothing. so insignificant and we're idiots <laughs> and he he dropped all his players oh the biggest fit the commissioner put him back on he dropped them all again yeah. i mean it just it i mean it probably for it gave us stuff to talk shit to steph for oh well probably still now i but, still do actually but, i just I mean, did for three yeah. solid years you know, every time something came up, we just talked about the $5,000 league. Yeah, we actually changed one of our league names to $5,000 league. That's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> he wasn't invited to that one. Oh, man. <laughs> that was, I remember, like, that whole... It was probably four days straight of... And, and he was just one of those guys who, like, you, you talk shit to, and, like, you definitely dominated the conversation of shit-talking, which um, I kind of do. But he, he didn't get it and thought... Like, he he would always try to get the last word in. Right, so right. I was like, well, I'm not gonna let that happen. So we just kept going, and it was just glo- and it was part of the group chat. Yeah, so oh everybody yeah, group chat for everybody. So much fun, so much fun. If you have any good <laughs> fantasy football memories, let us know. Hit us up, fantasyondraft at gmail.com or shoot us a message on on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear some yeah. of your favorite memories. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's what fantasy football is. It's, you know, it's a group of people getting together and having a good time. You know, you should laugh. You should, you know, talk shit. You should make fun of each other. Um, and just remember it's a game. Have yeah. fun with it. Yeah, you it's know? 100% fun. If you're not having fun playing fantasy football, you shouldn't be playing. Totally. It, it, it's not that serious. Like, this is our escape from the serious shit in life. And, yeah, and like we say, it's a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a game that we take stupid serious yeah but, but but it is a game have fun with it all right we finished our beer of the day and we just finished our six pack uh what's got us buzzed what's got us excited for fantasy this week miyagi you got anything going on uh yeah man like cmc is back like, oh. <laughs> like i mean you guys thought i had a love affair with derrick henry get the fuck out of my bed cmc belongs there dude that is that is my one true love he he is of remarkable to watch. Um, I, when he came back and he was on a limited snap count or his, his snap count and like still managed to get over a hundred total yards. Yeah, like that's his off day. And now we get him back and um, listening to the injury reports, it sounds like there was no setbacks. He's good to go. He's going against the fifth worst fucking uh, pat or rush defense this week in Arizona. It's gonna be. It's going to be great having him back. I fucking love that. And then also, like, just the bloodlust of, of chasing a championship this time of year. I mean, um, yesterday, 
there was I was making trades nonstop. Not all of them were, were, were great for me, looking back at them, but it's just like nonstop looking at your team and thinking about how you can make it better and how you can like maneuver players around to other other teams that have a need or just trying to get younger so you can get other players. Um, like I, I, I fucking love this time of year. I just I, I love it. Unlike last year, um, where I didn't have good internet at my house, I was on quarantine up at the home, and like I was just kind of a zombie through the season, and it sucked. Like I, I felt like, I felt like part of me had died. And then this year, I have a couple teams and a championship chase, and and I'm just loving every day of like before I go to sleep, a good 30 minutes on my phone just looking at different rosters and everything like that, trying to make some shit happen. Yeah, last year was actually a tough year for us during fantasy because, yeah, you were kind of stuck at home and your internet sucked and I couldn't get you to join another league. Um, So I didn't like it and we didn't get to talk as much fantasy. And then this year we started this podcast, which is – I mean, we'd like to say it's for you, but it's actually for us. Oh, we love it, yeah. And um, I got you to join a couple extra leagues this year, so Dick. that was always Just always this. fun. But I will say Miyagi did stick his mouth where his money is, his <laughs> money where his mouth is. I don't even know. But Miyagi did make a trade just yesterday for CMC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's not lying. That is his dude. It is his love. He is the first jersey I ever purchased that was not a Chargers jersey. Which is a big – that's – that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. What's got me buzzed this week, uh, what's got me hot, is the Browns got rid of Odell Beckham Fuck Jr. Yeah, they did. I am not so closeted Browns fan. Um, Baker is my boy. Um, we hang out. He doesn't know it, <laughs> but I know it. Um, there's a couple of you out there that talk shit about Baker, and you guys are wrong, and you're idiots. <laughs> And Baker's a better quarterback without Odell. Um, I feel the Browns are a better team without Odell. I know that Odell was an amazing wide receiver, um, but I feel he was an amazing wide receiver like Terrell Owens was an amazing wide receiver. Um, Not necessarily what's best for the team. Uh, Had the skills, had the, you know, ability to go out there and just make incredible plays, make incredible catches, but the toll that it takes on the quarterback, on the team, on the coaches, I don't think it's worth it. No. I love watching Baker when he can go through his reads and find the open guy, yeah. and he's really good at that. He, he really spreads the ball around and makes throws to the guy that needs to be. I feel like with OBJ, he was looking for in him and forcing balls, and then there was other times I feel like he just made it in his mind that he wasn't going to go that way, and then Odell would get wide open and his dad would YouTube it. Yeah, it, it, it's just another thing for his brain to process. And an NFL quarterback has to process information immensely quickly. And so if you're making a read and you see a split second where you have a wide receiver open and you're like, oh, shit, I better check OBJ first, that's still like a half second that – that now your pass is late getting to the read that you were supposed to have. And even if he still does throw to that correct read, it's that millisecond later that can cause an interception or um, cause, like, your wide receiver to get blown up instead of having a gap of space where he can house it, you know? So anytime, like, just even having to think about a diva on your team is 
it, it just takes away from the whole team. Like that one guy demanding, you know, a, a millisecond of attention takes away like weeks of preparation from the entire team just to dedicate to that guy, and it fucking sucks. I feel like even the running backs, you know, even Chubb and Hunt should be coming back. I feel like there's even, you know, times where it's like Baker should check to a run, but the play calls to go to OBJ, so what does he do? You know, and I feel like now with him gone, everything will run smooth. If he needs to check to a run, he'll check to a run. If, you know, the play caller wants to call seven runs in a row and not a pass for OBJ, it can just be done. So yeah. that that's what's got me excited. I am rooting for the Browns. A lot of that is because of how much I have those players. I have Baker on my team. I got a lot of Chubb on my team. I got Hunt on my team. So that's what's got me hot for the week. That's what's got me buzzed. I'm excited. Uh, go Browns. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we'll get into some matchups that you can take advantage of. We're kind of going to go through some stuff that we think you should do or you could possibly if you're deciding between some players. Um, I'm going to get us started off. Uh, some players that I think have good matchups or good game scripts. I think Josh Allen uh, versus the Jets is going to get going. And I know that sounds like a cop-out. It's Josh Allen. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But we saw last week um, he did not do that. He was playing Jacksonville. He basically got shut out. There was no touchdowns. Uh, I think he just completely comes back from that. I think he is going to have a great game. I think he'll be a top two, three guy on the week. I think that, one, he wants to make up for last week. Um, and two, I think the Jets are just awful. Uh, they give up yards and TDs like they're going out of business. So I think Josh Allen's going to be a great start, even though he had a bad week last week against a bad team. Um, I originally put on here that Rondell Moore versus Carolina. I think that Rondell Moore was going to have a good game. Um, but I did just see this morning that A.J. Green is back. Yeah. He got uh, he got taken off the COVID list. So I think A.J. Green's going to have a good game. I yeah, I think that Carolina's DBs are trash, and um, <laughs> I think that with Nuke out, he's got you know. Hopefully, he'll rest him with the hamstring another week. Um, I think AJ Green's going to have a good game, and I I still stand. I think Rondell Moore will be have a good game too. It does turn out that I found out yesterday. I hate Christian Kirk. Um, <laughs> So that might, you did find that out yesterday. That might be a part of why I think everybody else on the team is going to do well. But um, also in the uh, the Buffalo game, uh, Zach Moss was uh, out with a concussion, and he hasn't quite passed concussion protocol yet. So I think if he is out, I think Devin Singletary will be a usable flex. Um, I don't think he'll be a top 12 running back, anything like that. But I think he'll be, you know, in the, the 28 to, to 34 range, which is a good flex for you. You can put him in. I think he'll get uh, a lot of the work that was going to Zach Moss. And I think that he can get in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 points for the week. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the Jets have the worst run defense in the NFL. Um, and it's it's pretty significantly. So um, I was also thinking Josh Allen is just going to run hog wild on them. Uh, he, he basically is their running game. It's been pretty disappointing for Singletary yeah. and Moss so far this year. Uh, but they have a decent rushing number because Josh Allen will he'll get you 50 yards a game, sometimes even more. Uh, sometimes he'll get you 50 yards on a play and against right, the Jets right. defense. Like, I, I don't see that being super far, far stretched. So um, I, I think he's still, like you said, has a sour-ass taste in his mouth. I think he's going to go hog wild on the Jets. I hope so because I have him. Um, and uh, I, I'm also looking to, you know, kind of 
go back because, like I said, I love the guy. I think CMC is just going to go hog wild. Um, Cardinals uh, have the second worst run defense. I think earlier I said uh, fifth, but it's the second worst run defense in the NFL. And um, part of that is because their secondary is better at, at shutting down the, the middle of the field in, in super deep passes. You can pass against them, but um, why would you? Why would you if you have um, CMC? You right, know, and right. I mean, PJ Walker has some. Car- uh, some uh, chemistry with him before the game they played last year. CMC had 180 total yards right, and a right. touchdown. Um, so I'm hoping to see uh, that. Um, I think he's going to be their only offensive option. Um, DJ Moore hopefully will be very good uh, because I love the dude. But if if you just need to dink and dunk, hopefully the game doesn't get too far out of hand because uh, the Carolina defensive backs do suck, but their defensive line is very good and their linebacking core is very, very good. So... Um, if they can keep the game close, hopefully they can go uh, along that direction. Um, I was looking at the Cowboys in uh, Falcons game. It's two very potentially high-powered offenses. Uh, we've seen them both, uh, like, go off. I mean, the Falcons, as shocking as it sounds, are a fucking playoff team right now. And their offense has looked good. Matt Ryan has settled yeah. down. He's a top five quarterback the last six weeks. That's not a small sample size, and right. he's shown it in his career that he can do it. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for a big game from Pitts because uh, their corners, um, Trayvon Diggs, is is a shutdown corner, but it's all or nothing with him. He's either picking it off or trying to house it, or he can give up bonehead plays because he's trying to ball hawk instead of just going for the tackle, knowing that somebody's going to get it. And then you, we all know what Dak can do. Um, we all know what C.D. Lamb is capable of. We all know what Amari Cooper is capable of. Um, the tight ends both are, are getting play. I can see every aspect of that game um, leading to points. And I'm hoping Cordell Patterson keeps, keeps it going. Again, one of my favorite memories is that dude. It's taken 10 fucking years to see the potential kind of fill through the old 10-year breakout you hear about all the time. Um, and so that's, that's really what I'm hoping to, uh, to see from that game. And then just a side note, um, Antonio Brown still might be incredibly limited, even if he plays. And then Godwin um, sounds like he's still on the injury report, too. So Mike Evans, this could be one of those Mike Evans games. It's just blowing the fuck up a uh, couple touchdowns over 100 yards. I wouldn't be shocked at all if I see that. Yeah, Brady loves him, too. So that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, one last thing, I will say a tough matchup for the week, I think, is Adrian Peterson this week. He did score nine-plus last week, but needed a touchdown to help that. Um, he did have multiple red zone carries, but I think New Orleans will shut him down pretty good this week, and, and he won't, won't do much. Um, unflex him. Make sure to move Thursday night players out of your flex spots. Uh, give yourself the flexibility to play any position in your flex spots later in the week. Move them into, you know, running back, wide receiver, whatever it is. Get them, get them out of the flex for you. Um, to shout out, we did have a, another five-star review. Sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. This one is from uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero at and dollar sign hashtag. Yeah, there was more, but I don't know. Um, the title on it was great. It's titled Dad's Stuff, and the review just really crushed it. Uh, the review is My Dad Cusses a Lot. Um, thank you for that review. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero at 
mash money hashtag. Uh, but really, guys, we do appreciate it. Thank you to hopefully one of Miyagi's kids and not one of my own um, that wrote that review for us. We do appreciate them. They, they help us. Uh, you know, they help people find us on Apple, and that's the goal. We want people yeah. to, to find us. We're going to um, wrap it up real quick with our drunken trade of the week. This trade is brought to you by at Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. Check that page out. We like to see your guys's uh, posts, and and this one's interesting to me. It, it is a dynasty league, and um, this person um, received a 2023 third round pick, and they gave up Henry Ruggs. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Anything you want to say about this trade? Yeah, we're supposed to have fun here, and you're just being a dick, dude. Like, <laughs> so this is me. I received Henry Ruggs. Um, I thought, because I have Ruggs in so many leagues, I legitimately <laughs> saw this trade, and I thought somebody was offering me a third for Ruggs, and I was like, sweet, <laughs> except that. I don't think he's going to be back for years, if ever at all. I was so pumped. Like, I got to move him. I started seeing our chat line blow up. And like, what the fuck? And I was like looking at it. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I'm one person over the roster limit now. Like, I, uh. <laughs> Yeah, man, you, uh, you gave up a third. Yeah, crushed it, bro. A, a 2023 third. 2023 A fucking deep-ass class by all uh, anticipation. It, and it's... It's it it's frustrating because like it's just a dumb mistake. Like I just didn't take the extra second to see who was going where. And um yeah, if if I haven't made it clear yet, don't trade for Henry Ruggs. He like we've talked yeah. about this. Um I'm I'm under the belief that with all of like the steps that had to be taken just to get professional sports in Vegas, um this was one of the types of things that the state was worried about and for this type of incident to happen um they're gonna throw the book at him that's yeah. that's my belief yeah. I, I i wouldn't be shocked if he for sure doesn't play another snap in the nfl and i would be surprised if if he's anywhere under 10 like five years probably um so yeah don't don't trade for rugs <laughs> yeah man <laughs> trevor nice 23 third there you got there huh Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We're happy to have you. Uh, we are now on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify, so you can get us in your Tesla. Um, download it. Check us out. We would honestly love to have a review. Even if it says that Miyagi cusses a lot, we'll take it. Please give us the five stars. It really helps us uh, to be seen by other people, gets us out there. We do have an email, fantasyondraft at gmail.com. If you have any start, sit questions, if you just want to tell us a good story, if you want to tell us that we need to tell a good story, whatever you want, thanks for checking us out. I don't know why I just slammed my hand on the table. That was really loud. Still learning. God forbid there's any background noise. That would just be rough. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you guys. And watch your fucking language, folks. Peace. (laughs)